0: what's up everybody thank you so much for listening to this week's episode i wanted to just throw this in in the beginning please subscribe rate and review the podcast that really helps our numbers check out the merch store at brennan dot slash merch store to get your ex drinking buddy merch and if you really want to subscribe on patreon patreon.com slash brennan tassif that really helps me out thank you so much enjoy the episode Grab me a beer and grab him a Coke. We about to sit for an hour, shit and tell jokes. And please don't mix it up, cause he didn't sober up. Brandon, take on me on your social media feeds. And Brandon Tassif is your eggs, drinking buddy. Brandon Tassif is your eggs, drinking buddy. Brandon Tassif is your eggs, drinking buddy. Brandon Tassif is your ex buddy. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of Brandon Tassif is your ex Drinking buddy. I'm your host Brennan Tassif. If you're new to the program quick rundown of the show I used to be everyone's favorite drinking buddy It was my favorite thing to do hang out with friends get drunk do drugs get in all sorts of trouble then later on Reminisce about those crazy stories. I am sober now But that is still one of my favorite things to do hang out with someone and reminisce about the crazy old days most weeks I'll be joined by a guest. this week is no exception All the way from New York City, originally from the Dirty South, Mr. Max Fine. Hey,
1: hey, hey. I love that you call it the program, dude. Yeah. That's great. Uh, Does anybody get that? No, I don't think so. That's fantastic, dude. (laughs) That's for us, man. And I appreciate it. I I lied. TJ Francis got it. Perfect. As long as one person gets it. TJ
0: Francis actually calls his show the TJ Francis program Uh after Nick Saban, the way he says program. That's fantastic, man! Yeah. I love it. Um, so tell everybody first of all, plug everything up front. All your social uh, media, everything. Yeah, like that.
1: Instagram, Twitter. It's MaxFine underscore. Easy, real easy. Yeah. Uh, I have a podcast called In the in Minivan. The minivan. Uh, that is, it's if you just search on Instagram on Twitter. We're not putting up a ton of video stuff, but In the Minivan every Tuesday, uh, wherever you get podcasts. Uh, when's this coming out? This is gonna come out uh, Monday. Okay, uh, if you're in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, January 12th or 13th, I'll be at Wisecrackers. County. There you go. There Boom, it is. Baby. I like doing it before I get to talk because this way nobody knows if I suck shit yet. Well,
0: yeah, I always do it at the front end and the back end. because, And I learned that from uh, Ryan Sickler. Perfect. Uh, the crab feast back in the day with him and Jay Larson. They used to always promote everything up front because- podcast especially even if it's just an hour people get distracted you start doing stuff around the mm-hmm. house and then when they throw in their tags at the end it's like oh well they're like the nobody's you? listening yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 yeah. and so i always have everyone do it at the front so in that way they're like all right and then later if they like the, the episode and stuff. this probably happens to you within the minivan but how many times do people go like hey love the podcast and their only point of reference is the clips that you put oh, up dude, randomly? i
1: just assume that nobody listens to the whole thing no i yeah i do yeah. too
0: but it's so funny when people are like i oh, love the podcast because i put For the clips that I put up, it's normally one where it'll make me laugh
1: right? because I'm always
0: like, oh, that's the, you know, it's a comedy podcast, but there's so much more stuff that like I get into with people that I obviously won't put up Mm -hmm. on the clip because it'll get flagged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm always like, oh, you listen to that episode? What did you think about this? And they go, oh, well, I I just saw, I just saw what you put up and Mm -hmm. I go, oh, so you just
1: watched a 12 second clip. Dude that's how I feel Everybody consumes these now I feel like I'm the only person Cause like I Dude I can't be on Instagram too much It breaks my I brain I can't be on Twitter Or I lose all sense of self I don't sell. even do Twitter Really? Like, yeah at all it's, it's my favorite one of the social medias But I'm also like I'm just, Is it really? Yeah dude Because I call it my idiot journal Where it's just like I'll just post shit And I don't give a fuck Yeah Where like it's like Instagram's like I have to think about this I have to curate it Yeah And I don't like that And I hate it So what? I have like blockers on Instagram now Do you really? Yeah I can only get on like twice a day
0: Oh that's crazy Yeah man. So with Instagram and I I've talked about the listeners know, but I railed against social media because mm-hmm. I was obviously I'm, you know, we're around. I think we're around the same age because I'm 34. I think you're a little 31. Yeah. yeah. But we came up in a time where we were primed to like just slip right in. To yeah, social media. yeah. yeah yeah And I resisted. I was like, this is because I started comedy. Oh, nine. I was like, this is fucking stupid. Yeah. Like, I mean, what are you guys doing? Like, this is dumb. And now. Fast forward, like Hannah Burner puts me on a couple TikToks, and then I'm getting hundreds of right. followers, and I'm literally not posting anything, right. and I go, oh, maybe there's something
1: to do. There's this definitely something <laughs> to it. I just refuse to learn. I, <laughs> I and it's not even about like indignation or anything. I'm just like, I'm at an age now where I'm like, I don't have time yeah. to think about it. It's so much. There's I The
0: episode just came out recently of the, uh, my show, and it took me an extra two days to get the clip up, because it takes an hour. It takes forever. Because now- I love doing it here at Gotham production because we get the camera. We've yeah. got the set, the whole setup. It's professional, but now that's not enough, right? That's right, not right. enough for the clip. Just you and I talking. Now I have to like
1: double zoom it up, and zoom in, make it a real, yeah. put subtitles. And I'm like, can't you just watch the fucking clip? No, dude. Beyond that, can't you just listen to the fucking podcast? Yeah. <laughs> That's what it's supposed to be. I don't want you to watch the clip. I want you to hear the whole thing. Exactly. Put it into context and understand way, yeah. it. But nobody listens. To, I'm the only person that I'm like, I can't watch clips. I just can't do it because it breaks my brain and I'll be on there for four hours at a time yeah, and I can't do it. Just scrolling through. Yeah. So I still listen to podcasts and I'm like, this is nice. I'm this the same way. I actually enjoy...
0: I enjoy like the podcast that I have. Like I listen to a couple of them that I've been listening to for ten years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and like Sickler, him and Matt on my co-host of The Power of How, they they started the craft Feast together like twelve years ago, uh-huh. and then you know some things happen, and then Ryan Sickler ended up doing it with Jay Larson. But I've been listening to Sickler for over a decade, right? So it's like those are like like I can, and I you know obviously now doing comedy, moving to New York, and I've met a lot of these people in person, and now I'm yeah. friends with some of them. But it's like I like listening to those shows. It's like watching your favorite TV. Like it's comforting. Right.
1: There's there are a few podcasts that I listen to because it's friends of mine, and I'll be like, all right, I'll listen to this just because it'll be fun. Yeah. But as soon as I meet somebody that like I listen to them on a podcast, I stop listening to the podcast. Oh, really? I, yeah. Yeah, dude. I don't. There's still a part of me that's like, yeah, it's cool. I like you know the whole like comedy. You meet your heroes. You yeah. work with your heroes. It's very cool. But there are a few. It can't suck like, sometimes. Yeah. Even if they're especially if they're cool people, the last thing I want to do then is be like, fuck. I'll put you in my. Years every morning. Yeah. I'll listen to you and I'll just like (laughs) reminisce about the time that I met them.
0: So, this is, it's so funny you say that. This is something that Matt Fulcheron and I have talked about quite a bit because I learned about him through Segura, who I learned about through Jay Moore 12 years ago. Sure. He was on the second episode of More Stories. It was him and Kreischer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, who? Because they were opening for him at the time. And I go, this Tom guy's hilarious. So then I looked. I consumed everything yeah. Tom. And then him and Christina had their podcast. So I started listening to that. And that's how I found Matt. And then Matt and I, like, this is back when Tom was still doing, like, the comedy zone. Sure. Oh, so, like, he yeah. would, like, respond back to, like, we would direct message each other back right, and forth. right. And then, you know, Tom explodes and blows up into this huge, what you know, what he is now, which is like a huge force yeah. in comedy. But it's just so funny to me because it's like, I feel like, and I still listen to like when Matt had a podcast before we started ours together with Daniel Torado, I was still listening to Matt. Mm-hmm. So it is that weird thing where it blurs kind of this line. Of how close you really are to the Yeah person. And that's something That I've gotten in trouble with Not okay. trouble But no, like No but
1: it's it's hard
0: uh, not to we, Like I go to a show And I go to like Meet Tom after Because again Comedy Zone He's doing meet and greets This is you know 2011, yeah. 12 So I go to talk to him after And I'm like referencing stuff From the podcast Which now seems like Oh yeah you would do that But in my head, I'm talking to him like we're boys, like Mm -hmm. we're Florida boys. and Like, this is the first time he's met. Because in
1: your head, you are. Yeah. And yeah, you forget that it's one sided. It's so fucking hard to remember that, dude. (laughs) It's so hard, especially because like podcasting, I think like by default opens you up to being like confessional and honest. Yeah. Because if you do it every week, you run out of shit to talk about unless you're being honest. Yeah, of course. So it's like. If you put yourself out there enough and people do listen to it, they know who the fuck you are, man. And it's terrifying.
0: It is. And it's actually also and the I'm sorry, list, I'm
1: cursing so much. No, I'm, fucking yeah. curse away. All right. uh,
0: it's one of those things. Um, and I say this all the time and you'll, you'll probably know the quote, but Kinane used to, I mean, doesn't used to Kanane says, you know, I don't need everybody. I just yeah. need enough to fill a room. Mm-hmm. And that's my whole mindset when especially when it comes to the podcast, because I've been told so often. Like, I'll have friends come to a show, and they'll bring their significant other or their buddies, yeah. and my friends will go, dude, that was hilarious. You killed it. And then I'll turn to their friends or their significant others, and they'll go, hi, you just seem like you were really intense up there. Yeah, and I yeah. go, oh, yeah, they don't know me. Right. They don't get the joke that it's funny that I'm being intense because I'm a very, like, you know, almost – feminine right. eccentric kind of guy so it's funny when i like scream because yeah, yeah, i'm yeah. like you know but they don't get that because they don't know me it's hard dude. so that but that's why i love the podcast because i'm like oh everyone who because we've got almost ten thousand listeners so i'm like oh everyone who listens they know who you are they know me yeah and they get it it's- and that's also why i'm doing the one man show because i have had several comics who comedies their life that's what they do yeah. is comedy and they've seen my set and they go hey man yeah that's not really like a club kind of, that's like a rock venue kind of a sure story. sure because sure. i talk about like trying to kill myself and like jumping off a balcony when i was wasted and stabbing yeah. myself in the stomach hell when I, yeah when i wanted an ex to come visit i was like oh she's not going to drive up here maybe if i say i got stabbed she'll dude, come dude
1: oh now we're in my wheelhouse <laughs> man i didn't do that but i love the mentality yeah man. it was yeah. like
0: i and i would say it on stage i'd be like yeah so i liar liared myself like jim carrey and i just beat the shit out of myself right. and then we ended up she actually didn't come to visit. She broke up with me, which is true. Yeah. She was like, you're a crazy person. Right, right, right. But I told that story and then comics would come up and they go, you can't like you you can do whatever you want, but I would advise against telling those stories. So then I just it mutated into the one man show that I'm doing now. Get your tickets now at BrennanTComedy.com. Hell yeah. But I'm doing a one man show in January. That's amazing. And I was like, oh, I'll just we were talking about the Amex earlier. I was like, I'll just fund it myself. Dude. I mean,
1: Slam good for it you. On the Congrats! Table. I love the drive. It's I love the pass. Such a passion. stupid idea. Yeah. Oh, it's dumb as shit. But I, I'm <laughs> hoping for the best, man.
0: It was so. Expensive. That's
1: taking a gamble on yourself. You and have If it to. doesn't pay off, you can move back to Florida. Yeah, right. It's I easy. can easy. Always... There's always Florida. Yes, always there. Always there. And well, at least for, for now. now. Yeah, 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 yeah. For like the next five years, you can always, you always go back to back. Florida. Dude, I
0: wanted to bring that up. Good transition. You're a pro. Oh. Uh, you are from the south yeah, as well. Atlanta. Yes, and we had Michael Rowland on. Well, you're one of your best best friends in yep. the world. And we've talked, uh, we talked to him about how he knows you and stuff. And so I wanted to get uh, kind of your take on how you got into comedy. Cause Michael told us about his situation where he went to LA and that's yeah. where he started. And then he came back to Atlanta and you kind of showed him the ropes and showed him around when he moved yeah. back. But how did you end up doing comedy?
1: So I was always I always loved comedy, but I'd never thought you could just do
0: it. Okay. Did yeah. now I always ask this question because that's a common answer. Did you love stand up or did you love comedy
1: like movies and TV? I like stand up and I like sketch. Okay. Um. And I, you know, I did like I was kind of tapped into the improv scene. We're a little the bit, purists. Yeah, kind People of. Were like but oh, like I liked funny movies. And I go. Everybody likes. Yeah, funny yeah, yeah. Movies. I mean, I do. It's just like. I liked stand up. I liked sketch and improv because like, I, I knew people that were in improv. Yeah. Just tangentially. And how
0: old were you like, when you kind of discovered all this? Like when you found stand up?
1: Oh, d- like in high school. Okay. Yeah, because Michael and I went to high school together. Yeah. And I, I mean, I have very vivid memories. This of
0: is them. the Scotland story that you gave me, right? That's the oh, same can, that's did the one. Did he talk right? about it? Yeah, yeah He did. Yeah. Oh, that's a that so, motherfucker. I want to make sure. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, now okay. you're going to get
1: a much different. <laughs> I, I don't know what he said, but I. Good. I'm, I'm glad gonna get the he brought real version. I'm now. very happy he brought it up. Uh, because now I can use his name. But <laughs> in high school, we so we went to the same high school and we were like we worked together, and I have like very vivid memories of him picking me up when we were like 16 years old to go to work at Dunkin' Donuts mm-hmm. and listening to like Mike Burbigley albums yeah. on the way. Yeah. And I I never thought it was something that you can just do. This is so crazy
0: too, because he told the story about how he got into stand-up and how he would listen to it all the time. Yeah. And that's so cool. How that, because I'm obsessed with stories and how people get where they are. Yeah. And that's so cool to me that by him like driving you around or totally. you guys driving together, you listen to comedy and now you're both like comics in New York City. Yeah. Like that's so, like just listening to it on the radio, like or on Pandora
1: or Spotify. Well, we had like, or whatever. like burned CDs. Yeah. So that, that was the thing. We would like torrent them or whatever. Yeah. Or, like go yeah. on Yeah. 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 Dude, I've stolen so much comedy. <laughs> I've stolen so much, not just in my act, but I've also stolen <laughs> so much comedy from people. I that like, make
0: got the title, but there's no Please, way we why make not? That the title. Who cares, dude? I've stolen
1: so much comedy. You could totally use it. Um <laughs> but yeah, man, like I, I used to go and download albums and shit, burn them, or Michael would do it, and we would just listen on drives and shit, and it rocked. Yeah. Um and then he goes off to college. I was living in a place like this old warehouse loft. And Fuck I, yeah. yeah, dude, it was the best. Now I paid $600 a month for that place then. That was 10, 12, uh, forever ago. It's now going for like five grand. That, oh, yeah. Like Atlanta's totally different. So when, um this is just just to keep yeah. uh,
0: the through line going. When did you, so you guys are listening to this in high so, school. That's yeah. kind of where you get introduced. And then he goes off to college right. when you graduate high school and you decide I'm just gonna stay in Atlanta? Yeah, well he went to
1: college. I kind of didn't. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, well, so at, to you know, bring it to drinking. Like when I was seventeen, I wound up in my first treatment center. Oh, did you really yeah, talk yeah, yeah. about that? So uh, I okay. Uh, like mm, Halloween weekend going into my seventeenth birthday. My birthday is November first. Okay, and I I got wasted at a party. Not a when big did you deal. start drinking? Like in just in high school? Uh, yeah, like, like and there. fourteen, thirteen. Okay. Like you know, I I was smoking pot before I was drinking. That, <sighs> that was that the happened big one. so often. Yeah, dude. Well, my parents. I come from a drinking family. Okay. That yeah, that's I come the, from the difference. A drinking family. Right, right, right. Like. And so I don't know, like fourteen, like I really start going in on yeah. it. yeah. Um, I come home, I'm wasted, it's my birthday. I remember like my dad being like, look, I'm gonna give you a pass on being drunk cause it's your birthday. I'm not letting you drive my car. Cause that was my whole angle. I was like, I'm gonna come home, I'm gonna get the car and I'm gonna go back out. Oh, wow. Yeah, dude, that was wasted. And yeah. my dad's like, you're not taking the car. Um, I basically, I punched a wall, hit a stud, broke my wrist. Oh my God. And I'm drunk, so I can't clearly communicate what's happening to anybody. <laughs> and my dad comes up, he's grabbing my wrist. <laughs> Does not realize that I've broken. Shattered. Yeah, (laughs) dude. He's grabbing, and I'm screaming at him. My mom calls the police. The police are in my, like, parents' house, just like, what the fuck is going on? And because the police are there and there's a medical issue, legally they have to call an ambulance. Yeah. Ambulance comes, I go to the hospital, I get a cast or whatever. My parents are basically like, you can go into a treatment center or you can move out. Oh, wow, that that was was, the ultimatum. Yeah, so I go to an outpatient treatment center. How many days a week? Five. Okay. So... We're there. Uh, they do a piss test, and I had hydrocodone in my system because of my broken wrist. Like
0: to party, oh, right? Yeah yeah. Well, yeah, yeah.
1: well, at that point, it wasn't even about pills. Yeah, uh, that came later, <laughs> and so I'm just like, yeah, dog. I I had to pace myself, and so I'm drunk. I'm always drunk. Like every week, I was like the big party in yeah. high school that didn't have the big group. It was me, Michael, and we had an older friend that we hung out with every day. Mm-hmm. Um, so. They decide I'm a drug addict because of the hydrocode and stuff. So they don't even know you. They just give you that first test when you get there. And they're like, oh, he's a drug addict. Totally. And because I'm 17, I can't go into an adult unit. Yeah. So it's me and a bunch of like 12-year-old kids. (sighs) And I'm having the time. Because when you're like 17 and it's all children, you really are like king shit. You're the alpha. Yeah. Yeah. I was buying cigarettes for kids. Fuck yeah, you were. Yeah, it was cool as hell, dude. I was, dude, I was so fucking popular in this place. (laughs) And so they start sending me to meetings and shit. Like, can we talk about meetings on the? Yeah, cool? yeah. All right. Uh, they start sending me to meetings and all that, and my whole mentality is like, this is not something I'm going to stick with. Yeah. So I'm drunk the entire time. I'm lying to my sponsor. Like I'm going. Oh, so you got like a sponsor and everything, dude? I was picking up chips. I was like, <laughs> you son of a bitch. Yeah, dog. I like look back on it with a lot of regret, <laughs> <laughs> like, and I've made my amends. Well, but- it's it's so funny you say that because. Well, we talk
0: because, you know, the whole rule is you, you don't talk about directly yeah. the people you see or the things that you hear directly. You know, I'm never going to be like, oh, Max Fine said this in a meeting. Right. But we do talk, you know, AA is the reason I'm sober. Totally. Because um, I had tried a million other things. But it's it's interesting because when I was going to meetings, fucked up because yeah. I did that because um, I'm an alcoholic. Everybody does. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing, man. Like there's some the one beef I have is now it's so readily available, mm-hmm. which is great. But then there are some people who are like, oh, I got drunk and texted my ex. I must be an alcoholic. And I go, we're not the yeah, same. It's not the same dude. thing, dude. We're not yeah. the same. Mm-hmm. So then you'd go, sometimes you'd go to meetings and there's it's supposed to be judgment-free. And then people would be like, Brennan relapsed again. And I'm like, you, we're not you know, the same. Yeah,
1: Doug, you you got drunk and made a mistake and that's fine. And I'm gonna, an alcoholic. Right, you're going to do it again. I've driven cars into walls that are never <laughs> going to, like, I've done a lot of shit that I can't take back. Yeah. You can very much tell your ex, like,
0: my bad. Sorry, yeah. like. So it was so interesting, though, because I would go to meetings sometimes wasted yeah but the the dynamic of like we both did the same thing but you're yeah. like yeah I didn't fucking care and I was like in the back of the room like they know I'm wasted like Dude. crying to myself and you're like yeah what's up guys I'm fucked up
1: well I, I really thought I was playing it off and I was I was because yeah. I, I wouldn't be fucked up in meetings yeah. that was my big thing it's like if I'm gonna like tackle this and really lie like I wanted to lie and that what's was the
0: Dane joke I'm just gonna bash my way through this with
1: lies I, so I, do, I used to do this shit where I would go sober to a meeting we'd go out for like Mexican food afterwards yeah. and then I'd go to my buddy's apartment with Michael or whatever and I'd just party and smoke pot and drink Yeah, and then I'd come back the next day like pff, you know I really I'm glad I went home last night I meditated day I, 27 I, here we hit go hit the knees dude I hit the knees I said my prayers and it's <laughs> Yeah, dog. And then and then I had a sponsor at the time who, and I was like 17 and a half at this point or whatever. He's like, I don't think you're an alcoholic. And I was like, that's what I needed to hear. Here we and, go. Ding, ding,
0: ding, ding, ding. And
1: I kind of went back out and didn't lie about it until I was like 23 when I went back to AA. Okay. Yeah. So when you go to the rehab or the outpatient, you're
0: like yeah. king shit. Yes. How long does that last? Like what happens? So you go, how long do you go there for? And then when do you have to go into meetings? That's right. Okay.
1: So they put me in meetings immediately. Okay. That was quick. But I was there for about two weeks, and I'm realizing, like, fuck, dude, I'm missing, like, two weeks of my junior year of high school right now, and I can really milk this into three or four if I stick around. Yeah. So I would kind of, like, push the the whatever counselors were like, no, I think I need to be here another week and shit. What I, d- I do, you don't have forethought in that moment, though. Oh, because you're not going
0: to school at all. No. Okay, that
1: makes a lot more sense. Yeah. So I'm just. I like, thought you were saying you were missing it, like you regret, like I want to be back in no, school. No, no, no. I was trying to get out of school. Okay. Yeah. yeah and yeah. so I keep pushing this, and I don't think to myself like, oh, well, you're just gonna fail a year of high school. This you don't. Oh my God, that wouldn't even cross my mind. Not at all. Because it's, it's a medical leave, right? You don't think to yourself, well, there's no way this doesn't end in me just going into my senior year. <laughs> yeah. And at that time, I
0: especially. I don't mean to interrupt, but please. especially in high school. No. Like, if you go to treatment in high school, there's something significantly wrong with the situation. Right. Like, we had people in high school that, like, yeah, they party too hard or would show up to class drunk sometimes. And you're like, wow, these fucking guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the fact that you're in a facility... Like, I would assume the the administration and the teachers would be like, well, at least he's trying to, like, get it together. They were cool, dude.
1: There was a Facebook group started. Oh, yeah. Dude, there was this whole, like, save Max Fine Facebook group. (laughs) And, oh, my God. It's like, that was the first time I truly felt like my decisions had really broken my parents was... Because this Facebook group gets started, and my parents start getting calls like, what the fuck is going on with your kid? Oh, my like, God. And, and like, that looks bad on them. It looks bad like, on them. Yeah. I feel really bad about that one. It was a cool uh, group, it though. It was pretty fun, dude. And by the end of it, so I was there for like three or four weeks. You just kept uh, you just kept being like, "Nah, I really think yeah. I need to be here. And, <laughs> Son and I, of a bitch. Yeah, dog. And so at that point, they're like, all right, well, we got to kind of figure this out because you can't go back to school at this point like mm-hmm. you've lost enough and I don't want to go back to school Okay, um, I find another high school to go to this alternative school it's like where all the fuck ups yeah. go and shit like, like everybody's like what'd you do it feels like prison you mm-hmm. walk in like what did you do to get in here yep. someone's like I threw a chair at a teacher or I like assaulted a kid or like whatever and I'm like I fucking I got drunk and punched a wall dude oh it's you like, didn't play
0: it up like no I I didn't I want to problem, I was, guys. you know once I started I just
1: can't stop well because it, it's like these kids aren't there for drugs and alcohol yeah. they're there for like behavioral issues violence and I, yeah and I'm just like fucking they were born in the dock. yeah yeah, exactly and I'm just like well I was born with a disease and, <laughs> and you know you can't like explain that to a bunch of se- well I say 17 year olds we had some 22 year olds <laughs> in my high school but like yeah it was just it was a wild thing so okay that's what happened so long story short I don't graduate from high school but I get into college okay uh, I got into Georgia State which is downtown and I just don't graduate so I go straight to college. I'm there for a year before they're like, "We don't have your diploma." I was like, "I know, dude." Crazy oh my story. god,
0: you played it off for a totally. year?
1: Yeah, because until I had to drop a class, they didn't know. Uh, wow. And so then they kicked me out of school. That's the entire opening pilot of Community. That show. I still have not
0: seen Community. In the pilot, they're like, "He was like, I thought you went to Columbia Law School." Yeah. To um, the character, the main character, and he goes, uh, "Well, yeah. Now I have to go to law school in America." Like, this guy's been a practicing oh, lawyer for years. Goal. That rules. But, he, yeah, that's the whole premise of the show. Yeah. Is that's why he has to – he's really smart and, like, really quick and witty, but he has to go back to a community college because yeah. he never technically graduated Fuck, from a – u- So that's the same situation you're in. Right. So, well, kind,
1: kind of. of. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I definitely had to get a GED instead of a yeah. jurist doctor. Yeah. And <laughs> – I come back, but in this time, so I'm like kind of just aimless. I'm working a restaurant job. I'm living in this warehouse. I'm like, so what? What prompted the warehouse? Because this uh, is a big. This d- is really depressing. Okay, so put it, lay it on us. <laughs> so my favorite bar in the world was this place called Jack's Pizza. You could get dollar beers, three dollars shots, four dollars pitchers, and you could smoke cigarettes inside. Fuck. Yeah. I went there every day from 17 to 23, maybe. Yeah, because uh, they would let me drink in there. I moved into this warehouse because it was 50 feet from Jack's Pizza. Oh yeah. Uh, and now it's I like. I thought you were
0: going to say like my parents didn't want me at the house. Like dude, when you said depressing. No, I mean, I well, this like, was oh. like,
1: I mean, at this point I'm like 18, 19, yeah. whatever. Uh, I'm living in this warehouse, stumbling home every night. So when you come back. Yeah. Because this
0: is a big decision. So many people just like when they have to go home, they just decide to move back in with their parents. And you. I like, did for a bit. But you like I, when I moved back home before I went to college and after college. Yeah. Both times, I was like, "I can't. I got to." I didn't want to be there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you felt the same way. Totally, dude. That's why we're creative. Yeah, dog. We're I mean, different.
1: I moved into an apartment first that was really great. Um, and it was fun. The lease ends though, and there's black mold. The thing is falling apart. Yeah, I find this warehouse that I wanted to live in just because I knew and it it's was close. just you. It's no, I had a roommate, okay. but like I never saw him. Yeah, it's massive. It's a huge warehouse. Huge, like twelve hundred square feet. Dude, it that's was sick. Cra- I didn't have windows, but it was Who crazy. Who cares? Dude, you know what, I windows did didn't.
0: windows just let in the they sun when you're you trying up, to sleep at hangover. I all. know,
1: man. And it was a dungeon down there. I could sleep for hours and days. And so at this time, dude, Michael- You're working in a restaurant. Yes. You're, you're partying at so the warehouse. So on one side of the street is the restaurant I work at. No, I'm sorry. At that time, dude, at that time, I was working at the Apple store. Okay. Um, that's right. So I'm at the Apple store at this time. Michael comes home for like Thanksgiving, I think. Uh, From L.A.? Yes. So he's in Northridge going to school. He comes home. He's like, do you want to go to an open mic? I started doing comedy. And I was like, sure, where is it? He's like, it's behind your building. And you've never done comedy? Never done comedy. Okay. So we go, literally, we walk out my front door to the back of the building. There's this place. Did you ever go to the hangar? No. Okay, so the hangar was this like it was an airplane hangar yeah. in Atlanta that has just been abandoned, and a, a couple people like kind of took it over, and they're like, "We're gonna make this stage like a venue." Yeah, yeah, and it was the best. It was That's, so that fucking cool. Sick. It was man. It was like this place where you could do anything you wanted. I ran a show with my mom at one point. Fuck there. yeah. Um, but it was behind my apartment, and Michael and I go. There's a guy See, there. And you've never done comedy up to this. Never. Point. Okay. Um, and I still didn't that night. Okay. Michael uh, goes up. He does a set, and I was like, "All right, this seems pretty." Did he cool. kill? He did fine. It was like an yeah. open mic and nobody yeah. knew him. And so they were, cause he was living in LA at the time. So I before. just figured with all the
0: work he was putting in, in LA, I didn't know if you were looking up at him like,
1: that's my friend. Oh, I was, or... I was, I yeah. was, I was like, this is the best. Yeah. This rocks. Uh, but there was another guy that shows up. He's on stage. He is tripping balls on acid and he's talking to a guy in the crowd. He's like, I met this guy today. He's wearing a bubble suit for some reason. And I was like, this is open. Mic- I can do this. Yeah, And, uh, About a week later, I was at a hip-hop show that my friend had put on. Mm -hmm. He was like, you wanna do stand-up, do you wanna try stand-up tonight? I was like, "Absolutely." fucking lutely (sighs) and I'm blackout drunk. We're at this so point.
0: blinded when we first start. Yeah, we're so
1: like, yeah, I'll do anything. I'll do anything. And this is my first time doing. Yeah, yeah that's up. what I'm saying. Yeah, and now, I was like, this. this Twelve has to years work. in, now people
0: are like, hey, do you want to do this? And I'm like, fuck, mm, I'm all no, right, yeah, dude. Okay. I
1: I don't even do the like. I'm all right. I'm, I give a hard like, nah, dog.
0: I got. I had to get talked. We were talking about this before the mics went live, and the listeners know, but I had to get talked into doing that roast. Yeah, I had to get talked into it because I was like, I don't do
1: roast. I don't do roast. And then I did. I go.
0: This is why I don't fucking do roast. It's
1: brutal, dude. So yeah, I'm up there, and it was like it went well yeah. until like did the, it. The, the very end was rough, but okay. uh, what happened? Throw uh, some end bombs out or something? no, no. But I definitely, uh, I definitely did an impersonation did of my dick. Uh, okay, uh, and checks uh, out. and people were like, "What the?" Fu-? And in my head, I was like, "This will be like performance art," and uh, it was not. Does that still happen to you today where you think of a bit and you go, oh, this is going to change the landscape of comedy. And then you do it and it bombs and you're like, okay. Dude, every thought I have is the most important thought that's ever been
0: I think that, like, I did a bit one time where I was talking about my life trajectory and the Jacksonville Jaguars Uh team trajectory is like the same. Right. I was like, yeah, I was like pre-law and playing college football just like when the Jags first started, you know, and I was an IB in high school. Yeah. Like when the Jags first came around, they were crushing people and stuff and then they had a lull, like, you know, then I started drinking, uh-huh. and then in 2017 they make it all the way FC Championship. That's me coming out of rehab, like. And I thought I had
1: all these parallels and shit, and I thought it was so genius. But you know what? In a one man show situation, it is. Yeah. As you know, it's and I do it on stage in Jacksonville,
0: right? And I do it in front of this like kind of almost Riverside hipster crowd, and they're like, "We don't really watch football." And I was like, "Of course, I'm gonna go kill myself."
1: Of course, like, I don't, I don't yeah, yeah, yeah. Know. There's no escape, dude. It's just. So you talk about your dick. So the show yeah. doesn't end well, but
0: you did pretty well. Yeah, the whole time. And, I, I, and then I are you in? Yeah, was, yeah, that was
1: it. Uh, so I just started going to mics every day and because it was behind my apartment. So what hours
0: like, are you working
1: at the time um,
0: to so, be able to afford the place, but still go get drunk and still do mics? Yeah.
1: I mean, dude, well, it's like if you're a full blown alcoholic, like you we, make we it. Work. it out, yeah, yeah, you make it work. So the, I tell the, people all the time that my, about my trunk vodka like yeah.
0: in the summertime in Florida. At the restaurant, I worked it early. So between the breakfast and lunch rush, I would go out to my car, smoke a cigarette and pull vodka out of a water bottle in
1: my trunk and start
0: drinking it. And they go, yeah, but wasn't it hot and disgusting? And I go,
1: yeah, yeah and honestly what am I gonna do not you know get what? drunk I I can, I can think that hot vodka works yeah it's the only liquor where it's like if you drink it hot it goes down it easier it actually yeah it you can just bang it and I think it's it hot. might just be that I got used to drinking because I'd leave it in my glove compartment or yeah. Whatever. yeah so it's just <laughs> like know? yeah of course of course you know. dude. dude a little like one of those pocket flasks of Smirnoff Ooh. that was my shit dude like eight bucks at the store
0: that's the thing I tell people all the time they go oh do you have so
1: much more money now that you're sober
0: and I go Fuck no, no dude. I
1: spent $30 every three days yeah exactly on a handle Smirnoff and a pack of cigarettes. Yep, yep. And now I'm like, oh shit, now I have thought Now if and I clarity, want to go out to I'm like, eat, I'm like, oh, that's $120. Yeah, do you know it, what I didn't do when I was
0: drinking every day?
1: Eat $120. Eat for the food. $120. I know, dude. For the I food. know. And I looked great. But <laughs> So skinny. So skinny. Very puffy in the face, but very puffy, skinny. Yeah. I, um, <laughs> but, yeah, so, like the hours I was work because it was a, the Apple store is a retail job, yeah. So the best deal you could do and you'd work like eight hour shifts, if you could get that ten to six shift, oh that's my prime, God, man. Dude. that fucking ruled. I would do 10 to 6 or I would do 7 to 4 sometimes, 7 a.m. Okay. to 4 p.m. And that's if you could do a 7 to 4 into a 10 to 6. Yeah, man. That's sick. Get off at shit. 4,
0: drink all night. and Then you don't have to be at work till 10 the next exactly.
1: day. Exactly. And you still have plenty of time to hit mics that you won't remember the next yeah, day. Yeah, Because like the first couple years of doing comedy, I don't remember it. Yeah. I was so drunk. And it's like. I wasn't comfortable getting on stage unless I was blackout drunk, be hammered. Yeah, I had to be. Otherwise I was too afraid. Did
0: this ever happen where you would get so drunk that you're like, "Oh, I'll have a drink or two to calm the nerves," and then you just kept drinking yes. but your nerves never calm? Every single time. Yeah, okay. Every single time. I thought I was crazy cuz I was like, "I'm drinking enough to like kill someone," yes. but like I still feel nervous.
1: Dude, cuz I was my go-to was always a shot and a beer. That was yeah. what I did. Uh it's the most Efficient way to get drunk for the least amount of money, and so you do that, and then it'd be like, "Well, fuck! I still have like five comics left. That's twenty-five minutes. I can probably get another two rounds in by yeah. that point. And if I have three rounds of shots and beers, I should be okay to get on stage. And then it's like thirty seconds before you go up. It's like I'm still terrified. Yeah,
0: I'm still. I so still tired. have that.
1: That yeah. I, that has never gone away for me. The stage fright. Yeah, I'm scared up until the moment I'm on stage. Every same, time yeah, and I I relate it all the time because I
0: played sports my whole life, so I always relate it to football, where like. You're so nervous, and then once you get that first hit, and you go, "Oh, I've done this." What position did you play? I played offensive and defensive line through high school. Then I played fullback in college. Oh shit! Yeah. Yeah. So it's all, but it's always that thing where it's like, you know, if you're on special teams, you're on kickoff, and you got to kick off. Like you know, everyone's yelling, and you're like, heart's racing. Yeah. Like the ball gets kicked, and you're running down the field. And in my head, I because I'm not, I can be violent, but I'm not a violent person. If that makes sense. Like if I get pushed, I'll snap. But like I think that's true for most people. Yeah. But, like, I, to be honest with you, and I think I've said this on the show before, but I didn't like football when I first started playing. I was like, mm. this fucking hurts. Yeah. And then I got used to it, and I was like, oh, but I can hurt other people. Right. Is, now this is fun. Now, you know, I hit my growth spurt, and I got bigger, and I was like, oh, now this now is fun. It's good, yeah. Because I don't feel like I'm getting the shit kicked out of me all yeah. the time. Yeah. But it's the same thing with comedy is I'll go up on stage and I'll say that first line and you know we all have that for we know it's gonna work mm-hmm. and you say if it doesn't then you're that's a whole other oh animal. if it
1: doesn't it's just like I might as well suck start a revolver right now <laughs> yeah. this like this is gonna be a long 30 <laughs> minutes dude I
0: but yeah, <laughs> it's the same thing with like sport. You get out there, you say your first bit, and then it, it hits, and you go, "All right, I've done this a million times." Mm-hmm. But it took so long for me to get yeah, to that point, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I still get nervous. And it's you know, there's a dumb line in that movie, "Get Him to the Greek," where he goes, "I'm nervous," and he goes, "But it's good to feel yes. that.
1: Like it means we still care." That's true, and it, that took me a long time to realize yeah. uh, is that it's you're only nervous because you care about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you I care,
0: I care so
1: much. Yeah, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but it's, I like,
0: and I say that like half joking, but I wish I could be like some these people because i go to a lot of open mics especially towards like the end of the year because we're so busy at the restaurant i yeah. can't really book a lot of shows sure and so i go to i still but i still love getting on stage so i'll just go to open mics during the day right. before i have to be at the restaurant and it's one of those things where i see some of these comics where some of them are past at certain places but they still go to open mics to like work out yeah. the shit because they're not in enough at the clubs to where they can do new shit and bomb right right and get away with it so they'll go to mics and they're just like some of them are so like don't give a fuck and i'm yeah. like yeah I wish I wish I could do that, and I say to myself I'm gonna do that, but then I'll get on stage and I'll start like riffing, and if I don't get laughs, I'm like I just pivot. I've been doing this for 12 years,
1: and I'll still panic and be like into a bit. I think that's normal, though. I don't think that's crazy. I because like there are places where it's it's different where my level of care has has shifted. Yeah, especially since quitting drinking, because it's like I. I still care enough to put on a good show if it's something people paid money for. Absolutely. But if they did if it's a free bar show, I am more than happy to like I dude, I bring a notebook on stage and I'm like, here are six new things I'm working on right now. You yeah. didn't pay money for this. I don't feel guilty about it. As soon as you paid even three or five bucks, I'm like, fucking, okay. Here we are have the, to be. Yeah. Here are
0: the hits. That's another thing too that I've noticed is I I let obviously we're supposed to read the room and let the crowd dictate what we're doing. But there are sometimes because in the South and I know obviously yeah. I've done shows in Atlanta and Savannah and Georgia and then obviously Florida. So I know this is a, kind of a running theme, but in the South, it's more like, what do you got? Like, Dude. do your bits.
1: Yeah. In New York, I've noticed it's very much an interactive. Really? Yeah. I feel around. the opposite. Really? Yes. I feel like the South, like cause I, I started as a road guy in the South, like yeah. going to the Carolinas, and like Tennessee and shit. Oh, yeah. And like sports bars. Where the whole deal is, you just have to be up there for as long as you can if you want to get paid. Mm -hmm. And you just have to engage them enough to pay attention. They don't have to like it, but they have to pay attention. Yeah. And so, a lot of that, that's how I got into stuff like interacting with a crowd. Whereas every time I'm in, like every time I do something here, well, it's shifted a little bit. But when I first got here, it was like jokes, jokes, jokes. No one wants crowd work. No one wants to be interacted with. And I was like, okay. And I think it made me a better writer, but I didn't have that coming up here. See,
0: that's so interesting that we had literally the opposite. And I think maybe a lot of it has to do with our styles because I'm – I'm very much like when I first got sober again and got jumped back into comedy because I took like three years off and then when I got back into it I was telling stories about like DUIs and stuff. so it naturally in the south is engaged because a lot of people get in trouble and drink a lot so it's naturally engaging like I'll be like yeah you know I've been arrested eight times and then people will cheer Yeah. so it's almost like a natural it's because
1: they want to see a redemption story in the south whereas in New York it's I do think New York has this like cutthroat mentality the audience has it too and I don't Mm -hmm. think it's bad it's just different well because I've done shows
0: too like the I, and I've told this before so I'll, I'll make it short But I did a show at the stand it was my first time performing at the stand And I was actually booked and I was on the website And everything. Yeah, and yeah. I was so excited And I got up there and I was like I'm just gonna do my material I walked up and went right into material And it went okay sure. Which is probably the worst it could have gone Had I bombed I would have been like alright I need I love to adjust a, a dude, I Had love I, a
1: bomb I love a kill I hate a mediocre okay. set yeah. yes.
0: It went okay and I got off and I could not figure out What the fuck went wrong mm-hmm. And someone came up to me after the host And she she was like hey like it's funny, like you're funny. Obviously, that's why I put you on the show. Yeah. But you know, you gotta, you gotta interact. Like you gotta yeah. talk to the. You can't just talk through them. You have to talk to them. Mm-hmm. And I'd never thought of it that way.
1: I that is something because like. That's something that is uniquely New York. Yeah. Uh, it's Because you're right. I do have a riff every time I go on stage. Like, I'll watch a crowd before the person before yep. me just to pick anybody out so I can just get a cheap shot in so they're engaged and they know that I'm present in this moment, too. Yeah. So they can at least believe that whatever I'm about to say is off the cuff. Yeah. And that does make a big when difference. It was
0: re- when they could tell it was rehearsed, they yes. wanted nothing to of do course. with it. Of course.
1: Well, and I think that that's like a, a comedy thing in New York, too. Like. Yeah. Anytime someone comes from out of town and they're like, oh, I want to do cool shows. It's like, well, I can't help you there. But <laughs> if you want to like, yeah, it's like if you want to come do this, mic, don't do your a shit, dude. Just- well, And it's a
0: totally different mindset. Too. Yes, because I, I you know, I've done shows outside of New York since moving to New York.
1: That's it's, the best part. Of it's it. almost like fishing with dynamite. It is. You're like, this is fucking easy. Dude, the, I, I've said this a million times, and I really believe the best part of living in New York is leaving. Yeah. Because every time you go, it's like all that progress you don't realize you're making mm-hmm. is so apparent. Yeah. Within seconds of stepping on stage, it's like, oh, yeah, dude, there is a reason to be in New York City Absolutely. doing comedy. I don't think that you need to be here to be successful and have a career here, but I do think it makes you a stronger it, comic.
0: It's made me so much better. I've done more writing. Since moving to New York, the 18 months I've been here, I've done more writing since originally getting sober the three years prior before moving here.
1: That makes total sense because you're just inundated in a different you're, way with and everything.
0: It's every, and it's everyone you hang out with. It's everywhere you go. Like Because we associate so much with com- – no, thank oh, you. Oh, come on. All right. We associate so much with comics that yes. it's very much like it's just one of those things where if I go – I go especially on my days off, like on days that I work, like I work tonight. So I always either do a podcast or I'll hit an open mic before sure. I work. But on my days off, I'll try and hit, like, four or five open mics. And if I see the same comics at the same mics, which you do, yeah. I won't do the same stuff. You can't. It's a, I I, I get feel like scared. a piece of shit.
1: I get really fucking scared to do, like, even if I do a show in the same venue, if it's a different show, I'm like, well, this is the same room. They've heard it. Yeah. And they had, no one fucking no knows. One, and no one cares. No one gives a shit. I, I, it's it's crazy. Like my judgment of comics has disappeared yeah. since moving to New York. Oh yeah. When I was in Atlanta, I was very cocky and like, there's a right and a wrong way to do this. And if you are repeating material. <laughs> my
0: whole life. Yeah,
1: dog. Everyone's it's like, like, you're so pretentious. I go, this is an art form. I know, I know. But then I got here and like really got humbled. And yeah, was like, oh yeah. yeah I was like, okay, all right, you know what? Dude? Cause like now I'm like, Fuck, dude, if you want to do this as a hobby, have at it, yep. man. I don't give a
0: shit anymore. Steven Baker, a very funny Jacksonville comic, who's a buddy of mine and been on the show, he said it like this. He goes, Brennan, you have to, because I used to be so pretentious. Oh, dude, like, me if you got too. on stage drunk and was like, I don't even know what I'm going to talk about. I I'd literally yell from the back, then get the fuck off the stage. Yep. And Steven came up to me when he was on the show once, and he goes, you know, Brennan, comedy... F- for you is your life. Right. But you have to understand that's just like karaoke. There are some people who go to karaoke yep. and think this is how I practice to become a star. Then there's that's a cool way of looking at it. Some people who go to karaoke because they want to get drunk with their friends and get on stage. Yep. Comedy is the exact You're, same that's thing. That's so true. And I was
1: like. It's true. And then, you know what, dude? I think that everybody does have a place in it now. Whereas yeah. like, I used to be like, well, if you don't give a shit about this, if this is just something you do for fun, like that's cute, get the <laughs> fuck out of my way, dude. There's it's an like, improv studio right yeah, down the street. Exactly, dude. That's five minutes of someone else's time. That, like, I used, yeah. I used to, up until probably a year ago,
0: I was, even when I first moved to yeah. New York, I was like that. And then, like you said, you're inundated with it so much that I'm just kind of like, Oh, we all got stuff going on. Exactly, like, we all got stuff
1: happening, dude. Like, and I would say this shit, and the entire time I'd be like, "You're taking up space," and so I'd be shit can drunk, <laughs> and it's like, and I would be the guy that's like, "Let me show you how it's done," and like I'd get on stage without anything to talk about and just be like fucking, uh, <laughs> can you believe they let me drive a car? He, like that was the whole thing. Like I would just be so pretentious, so cocky, and have nothing to deliver, God. Dude. Until well, I left, okay. So I went to treatment a yeah. second time. Oh, did you? Yes, okay. When so I was you're living in the warehouse.
0: You're doing the Apple store, and then you do that. You said from 17 to 23, and then yeah. at 23, what happens?
1: To so where? at that point, I went through a breakup. Yeah, uh, which is this is always how it happens, right? You know, I go through a breakup, and my drink. Just, yeah. Side note, real
0: quick, me and my longtime friend of the show, Savannah, her and I broke up. Sure, shocking news, listeners. But uh,
1: oh, they, they, well, fuck. I'm not sure if they know you. Well, but, breaking. Uh, Here we go. Um, I am sorry, man. That is the it's, worst.
0: You know, four years,
1: but yeah, yeah, yeah. She's
0: been on the show a couple of times.
1: I'm not taking those down, by the way, dude. You know, I love. So. It. I just had my ex girlfriend on my podcast. Yeah, uh, fuck yeah. yeah, 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 Um But sorry, I got you, oh, you're good. The, yeah.
0: <laughs> I was just thinking about my life. Right, I know. It's, I'm it's, homeless right it's now. It's daunting. And everything that's I know, going on. dude. I know it's heavy. Uh, no, but she. Uh, it's so interesting that you brought that up about just like the breakup thing. So I I posted like a little like almost kind of like subtle dig yeah. that we were broken up because she was posting all this stuff like finally back to me and all yeah, this. And I was like, yeah. fuck off. Yeah. So I posted like a uh, looking for a new place who thought I'd take on the big bad city all by myself. And I immediately got flood, not flooded. I had like five or six people call me. Cause like you said, it's the breakups, it's the breakups. It always, so gets many you. people. Are you okay? Yep. What's going on? Yep. What do you need? What my dad called? And I love, obviously love my dad to death. And it's, Took so much longer for us. Like, I was such a shit kid, and I regret that so much. Me too, much. me too. Now in my 30s, I'm like, dude, you tried your best. All That's these how things. I am with my yeah. parents now, I was dude. like, yeah. all these things that I took for granted. Like, I, I I, remember one time my dad and I didn't speak for years, and I screamed at him, I was like, there's a reason I moved out at 17, like, fuck off. And then I didn't talk to him for like yeah. years. And I feel so terrible. And like, I apologize constantly for it. He goes, it's, it's all right, like, we've yeah. moved on. But- I have the same thing with my dad. He called me, and he goes- he, he's like, where are you? And I go, I'm at home. He goes, what, like, what's going on? And I explained the situation to him. And he goes, well, you sound like you're in a good place. Yeah. He was like, I read that. And I immediately was terrified because of the things I used of to course, do. Of course, dude. And I was like, oh, it never even crossed my mind to drink. But I was such a piece uh-huh. of
1: shit that people were like, don't.
0: No, 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 yeah, no,
1: it's, it's crazy because I still revert back, dude. I have moments that are like, what the fuck am I doing? Like. I was oh, you all know the time. Well, I go on autopilot and it scares the shit out of me. Yeah. Like I, uh, I went through this breakup and without thinking, like I just I, I, I went to the bodega, I bought a tall boy beer, went back, put it in my fridge, and She's I not even think didn't even think about it. And then my roommate comes and he's like, "What the fuck is this?" Because he doesn't drink either. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh my fucking god!" Of course, yeah, it's like. The Muscle of, memory. I don't think I'm going to drink it, but it's like, this is my like knee-jerk reaction.
0: Having, right? I would have a handle of vodka, and yeah. I would drink half of it, and then I would have to go get
1: another one just to know just because, I dude, had enough in I the know house. I exactly what you're talking yep. about. I, Dude, when Michael and I lived together, I mean, this is when it was like, so I move in with Michael after this breakup. We so leave, you're yeah. 23, you break up, Yes, and, and then, then what happens? So, so I go, go to a treatment, to treatment center that's inpatient this time.
0: You went on your own accord, or someone sort said something? Of. I go or? to
1: a detox So. I go to the same treatment center I went to when I was 17 looking okay. for a psychiatrist. That was the initial goal. I go to this okay. breakup and I was like, I know that I'm not handling this right. I'm blackout drunk all the time. I'm doing bad shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I go for help. And they're like, so what are you doing to cope? I was like, well, I drink a lot. They're like, well, how much? I was like, every day. They're like, how much? I was like, a lot. And they 1019 me. So... <laughs> They like they're like well you're not leaving uh, didn't see that coming right and 1019 is just it's an involuntary hold yeah so the doctor decides that I'm a danger to myself and legally they can hold me for 72 hours yep but In because it's a um,
0: 5150 oh, same shit it's the right. same thing
1: so Baker I Act. yeah I get that and because I had insurance because I was 23 and on my parents' plan they <laughs> yep. keep me longer and oh, longer oh yeah and 42 days for me yeah dude and it just keeps going it's like what the fuck so I get out. I first thing I did How was, long was it? It was like a week and a half. It okay. wasn't too long. But I get out 72 hours really got stretched out dog, like. and I'm watching people come in and out. Like I'm seeing stuff. What some, are you doing? So this is I love these little details. So you're you have a job, you have yes. the warehouse place. What happened? Well, at this point um I was living with a This is 23. I had moved in with the girl that I was, okay, I was dating that you broke up with. We broke up with, we're still living together okay. and it was not as I was drunk all the time. So yeah. it wasn't like she wouldn't be, What happened with work? Were, were you um, at the I was working. At the time? No, dude. So at that point, I was kind of on and off trying to make comedy work full time. Um, at that point, I had picked up a job at Top Golf. That's okay. right. I'm at Top Golf. I was there for two weeks before I go to this place. And uh, so you just, just never, did, yeah, yeah I just did okay. yeah. Um, and my whole thing was like, I'm living with my ex girlfriend, and we weren't like hurt. Like it wasn't like anger or whatever. But I couldn't handle it. Yeah. I just could not. That's handle the
0: situation it. I'm in now. And luckily, I've been sober long enough right. to
1: where I I can handle it. Right for now. Well, and if you don't drink, you will be able to handle But it. And I,
0: I say it all the time. And this has happened once since the breakup. Obviously, we broke up a couple of weeks on Thanksgiving. So a couple of yeah. weeks ago. And this has happened one time since. But we can see. We know what our big triggers. I hate using that word. But no, we know but what those things are. Yeah. And I go, there's going to be a night because we're not texting as much anymore. And I have a bit about it now where I go, yeah, I'm not bothering her, texting her all the time. Right. and She's not you know, asking me to come home. So we're actually doing better than ever. Yeah, yeah, I, think yeah, I yeah, might yeah, date yeah. this girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I was like, there's going to be a night where she gets off of work early because I know her schedule because we still have the dog we have right. to take care of. So I know her work schedule and she's going to get off of work early. Think I've got I got the dog covered and then she's going to go out with her friends and I'm not going to know anything. And then she's yeah. not going to come home till four in the morning. And it's going to be that time between when I know she gets off work to that when That's she gets home. That's the worst. That I'm just going to sit in it. And it has happened. That's since, what I was dealing with. And I with. could see it coming. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to get so angry. Yep. But there's, I'm not going to take it out on the dog. What not, am I going to not walk the dog? Of course. Like, I'm not going to do well, that. Well, and it's not
1: her fault. Yeah. Dude, like, because I remember the reason it, like, really spiraled and I was like, I have to get help was we shared a computer at the time, uh, like, the lady uh, and I. And I was. I already which, know what's coming. Well, her texts start popping up. That's what I was saying. And I'm say. like, fuck, this is a guy that she used to hook up with, whatever. And, you know, we're broken up. It mm-hmm. is well within her right to go yep. on dates and shit. And I just couldn't handle it. Yeah, I could I can't. not handle it. I can't either.
0: When yeah. I see, I, like,
1: I had to mute her on all social media. Of course. And I told her I muted her. Of course.
0: And she goes, why would you do that? And I go, because I've got, I've, I'm looking at dudes in your comments, like yep. when you're, po- when you're posting shit, like, oh, finally back to me, dudes are like in I all know. of your, com- I was like, I can't fucking see that.
1: It's brutal. I was and like, it's...
0: I might be sober and I might be like somewhat balanced. I'm still a fucking psycho. Yeah, dude. Well, you're a person. Yeah. And and by default, you have emotions. I, I, that's what I was going to say. She's not a very emotional person. I'm overly emotional. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right? dude. Right. The crazy comic. Yeah, yeah. You got too well, many emotions. Right, right. The drunk who can't keep <laughs> yeah, it together. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what happens? So you guys are living together, you see yeah. the computer stuff, and you're like, I gotta figure something yeah, out. Yeah. So I'm in this treatment center at this point, mm-hmm. and I I kind of get the lay of the land. Like I'm like, I think I know how to because that's my first instinct is always, how do I become like passable in here where I can do the least amount of work yeah. and still get what I need out of this? And I did. And so I was like, well, I am I was doing comedy at this point. I know how to work a room. Yeah. So I'm just working fucking people in this place. I'm just like trading all shit. The time. Yeah. Dude. We can
0: be incredibly charming when dude, we want to. Dude,
1: exactly. I'm like getting people to give me their Xanax and shit. I'm like, I can fucking handle this place. <laughs> it's the same thing in jail. Of course. Just, it's the exact. Yeah. Yes. And, and a and lot walk of in, these start people. Start cracking jokes. Start like
0: zinging people. Yep. And they're like, who the fuck is this
1: guy? Yup. And this is like, these are a lot of people that are avoiding jail time by doing this yeah. detox, whatever. So I'm, like, killing in here. And I I leave after, like, a week and a half and being like, okay, something should change, but not today. So I, like, I go to Star Bar the day, which is, like, the big show on Monday. I get out. The host gives me a spot. I call him from the hospital. I'm like, hey, man, I'm getting out of a detox center. I would love five minutes. Like, come on, do 10. (laughs) And, like, I go on stage. I lift a drink, and I cut my fucking zip ties out of my shoes on stage. I think it's, like, really powerful shit. And I look back on it, like... This would have been terrifying. If I saw somebody do this as an audience member, I would be so concerned for their well-being. <laughs> like, this is horrific to do to people. And and again, it's a free show. Who gives a fuck? But I'm, like, just losing it. And um, so, I was like, quickly after that, though, I start going back to meetings. Yeah. And this time, I was like, I'm going to do it for real. And so I did get sober that time. I, like, I had, like, three, four months at this point. I had a sponsor I really liked. I had, like, a good home group and shit. But I go to a comedy festival in Ohio, mm-hmm. and this is one the year before. Where at? Cleveland? Columbus. Okay. Uh, the year before, I was like, I was a problem. Yeah. Uh, I have a, a, an idea for how to win a comedy festival, whether or not it's a competition. If you become so drunk that you're an issue, like people are like, who's that guy that's passed out at the bar? Like, you know, you, you the, the, the fine line you have to write is you can't bother people. Yeah. You just have to be drunk and in public. That's the <laughs> limit. And then if you can kill when you do your set, people already remember who you are. Yeah, you're that you give guy. Give him a reason. And then it's like, oh, fuck, but he can deliver. And so I come back the next year and man, we're at this bar. They're doing pictures of Moscow mules. And I was like, fuck it. All right. I think I can do one. Six later, I'm like, okay, maybe I can't. Yeah, and I mean that was, and I wound up dating the girl that bartended there. She lived in New York. Uh, years later, yeah. we go out on a date, and I was like, oh fuck, you're the lady that served me the drink that I realized <laughs> on. And uh, she was very cool about it. But, anyways, like that kind of kicks back the whole like, well, I don't think I can get sober. Yeah, and I really didn't believe that. And then there's like,
0: a, there's a time in my life too where, and I've talked about this openly with my sponsor where yeah. He, because of all the concussions and the brain damage and stuff and just like my emotional instability. Yeah. There are times where I'd call cuz we would I would call him crying like I want to get sober so bad and I would do steps 1 2 and 3 with him and I would mean it. When I would get on my knees, I would mean it. Of course. I meant it. And then two weeks later I'd be drunk again. That's and, always how it goes, man. And, and it's he was he said it. He goes, "I, I you know, this last time almost dying and ended up being in the hospital and like literally on the cusp of being told by a, an ER doctor, like we see this all the time. People don't wake up. Like yeah. You should be dead. Yeah. And like that kind of like kicked me where I was like, ah, fuck.
1: Well, dude, it's like, I really, I mean, I, so I don't do program stuff anymore. Yeah. Um, I've got my own thing. It works and I do it, but Dang. like, yeah, but as I, as it works, of man. course, and I, but I, like, I come from the program where yeah. I do believe, like, a lot of the stuff, that, like, the R&R shit, like, the whole, you know, relapse is a part of recovery, yep. I really believe that, I believe in all of the, like, you know, the gra- the gratitude shit, yeah. like, we are very lucky to be sober
0: I, call, I called my sponsor when all this was happening with Savannah, and he, at first I called him and he goes, you sound like you're doing pretty well Yeah and I think I was in shock because we like yes. we had just had the conversation. Yeah. So I think I was in shock. I was like, Yeah, this is what's best for both of us. We've we've you know, we've kind of fallen out of love a long time ago. We were just kind of, you know, moving forward. And then a week later I called him and I was like, I was like, I don't have a place to live. Right. Like, and obviously I'm on the lease, so like she's not kicking me out, but she's like, I can take over the rent if if this isn't good for you. cause. Right. She's cold and emotionless, so she doesn't care if
1: I'm. Well, and it isn't good for you to be there. But yeah, Yeah. it's also
0: not good for me to be there. So I was like, okay, I'll find a place, no problem. And I call him. I'm like, I don't know where I'm going to live. I don't know what. And I was spiraling. And then he goes, well, do you have a place to sleep tonight? And I go, yeah. And he goes, well, do you have like food? Do you have money? And I said, yeah, I've got two. Like I got plenty of money because work is so busy. And he goes, so, but you're not like actually going to be homeless. Like she's not going to actually kick you out until you find a place. And I go, yeah. And he goes the fuck are you bothering me i know dude you
1: piece of shit (laughs) well it's what it takes man that's like that's the whole journaling thing it's like i because i i wind up writing at like 1 a.m if i don't have anybody to call yeah it's like that journaling takes you out of it where you can actually see like okay yes i do have a place to stay i do have some money in my pocket yeah i'll be okay tonight yeah it's that whole one day at a time thing
0: and it and it's so it's it's
1: real it's a real thing it's a real thing man
0: people all the time people i sponsor people i work with they're always like yeah but i lost my job what am i going to do about rent i'm like it's the second like, yeah
1: you already paid rent for this month yeah like, you're fine don't you're worry fine. about it. it's just well, let's get through today it, right well that's the whole alcoholic mindset of okay well things are going well for me i need to burden everybody with it and let them know i'm having a tough time like i do that all the time <laughs> oh yeah i went through a breakup and that's I was why like, i've
0: heard my set that's my whole set yeah,
1: yeah yeah dude it's like how many people can i bother with my bullshit that they <laughs> are just like in the grand scheme of things like i remember going through a breakup oh, not long ago and being like ah everything's falling apart this is a disaster i don't know what's going on and someone's like Dog, do you see what's going on all around you? You'll be fine. Like, <laughs> you'll be okay, dog. Yeah. Do you live in Ukraine? You're gonna be okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah.
0: That's the other thing, too, is like
1: uh, people, because we have such blinders on,
0: because this is what we do. This right. is what we're doing. And I remember I talked to a, those same people that called me, like, in a panic, thinking I was gonna relapse. And I remember some of them were like, All right, so, you know, are you going to get a U-Haul? You want to move back home? You know, you can move in with your grandma. You can move in with your uncle. You can move in with your dad. You can move in with anybody and just live rent-free and like figure it out. And in my head, I was like, that, I didn't even think. It's always an option. I never even thought. But that's what I'm saying is like, I never even thought. No, because if it's it's like, I'm here. Right. I worked my fucking ass off to get to New
1: York to do comedy. I'm not leaving. Well, and beyond that, dude, there's a part of me that I, and I wouldn't be shocked if you do this too, where it's like, I don't want to take that option because I need everybody to see how much I'm suffering. Yeah. You know, right?
0: I didn't even put that together course, until you just said dude, that. dude. It's like, if
1: people don't see- I'd rather I'm,
0: call you and bitch about like, yes, me trying to find an apartment. But God
1: forbid you offer help. <laughs> and then it's like, no, 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 that's not what I'm saying, dude. I just need you to listen. People are like, fuck you, man. Like, there are solutions. So many solutions. God forbid you offer help. It's true, man. No, I completely agree. I
0: never even thought of that until you just said it because- There are a couple people that I spoke with and they go, what do you need? Do you need me to like co-sign something for you? Do you need Mm -hmm. me to send you some money? And I go, no, that's not why I'm calling. No,
1: I'm calling because I want you to hear me, bitch. Yeah, I don't need a favor. I want you to just listen. Exactly, dude. And it's like, I think people, when you go through something traumatic, are usually like, all right, I'm going to give you like a week or two of like, yeah, you know, wallow, get your shit out, do your thing, things are hard, agreed. But after that, it's like, Shut the fuck up, dude. There's
0: an older movie. You might know it though. It's called Out Cold. The movie. Oh, of movie. course. Yeah. And they, there's a line in it. It goes one week of mourning for every mm-hmm. six months you were together. That's fair. And I, that's and that I, I've literally lived my every breakup
1: by that rule. I think that's a good way to do it. I can't follow it, but no, I think that's a good. All. But it's a good way to do I, it.
0: When me and my ex fiance first broke up, I literally was like getting hammered every day. And I was living by that. I go, well, we were together for four years, which means I get two months of getting fucked up. Then after two months, I was like, Well, we were engaged to be married, so that buys me one more month. How many
1: concessions can you make? You know, it's crazy. And then you know, someone will be like, "Yeah, but you're drinking every day for six years before that." (laughs) Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, dog, it's crazy. Yeah, well, uh, the love of my life left me. Yeah. Oh, you wonder why, huh? Yeah. It's it's maybe this has something to do with it. (laughs) Yeah, man, and it just it keeps spiraling, and it doesn't, and it's like you can see the because all right, so the Scotland, yeah, so wait wait before we get oh, into yeah. scotland
0: so what ends up happening
1: did you, you oh. moved
0: out you found a place at twenty. Uh, yeah so you so get out of rehab you go back to right, the house like right. what happened
1: um I, I move in with michael and four other guys okay four no three other guys. so there are five of us in the apartment and this is in atlanta okay so we're in east atlanta village we have this sick fucking house we're doing shows out of it but the whole time i'm partying and you being, are partying yeah hard so i didn't like I had a lot of time drinking in New York yeah. too. And that's when it got like worse.
0: That's what Michael said too.
1: Yeah. It was the, the, the freedom of not having to worry about a ride yeah. or driving really. a whole bit about it where everything. like
0: people walk on the subway and they see the homeless guy drinking out of the pe- brown paper bag and they go, man, I feel so bad for him. And in my head, I go, this guy's never going to get He's a never DUI. Gonna get a DUI dude. Never it's the
1: dream. This is genius. Yes. I mean, it's, it's hard. It's hard to understand. And also like this city moves fast. Yeah. And, there's not a lot of ways to like relax and unwind and at like, all. No, and so if you're gonna drink, like you might as well just go all yeah, out. Yeah, fuck it. So I had a lot of shit where like I would fall asleep on the subway all the time and like get robbed. Yeah, rocked. I wanted that because you, yeah, yeah, you yeah. sent
0: me that. So what happened with that? Oh,
1: well, this is not just one time. Yeah, this is you said like yeah. five times. Yeah, I well three or four. Yeah. Uh, I they call it getting lushed. Where you pass out on the train, someone will come and cut your pockets and take your wallet. Okay. So I've got, I still have pants that are just like, they don't have back pockets anymore. Because someone came out, snipped them all, and just took my wallet. I have fanny packs that were broken, backpacks that are just snipped. And like, that just became- And you were just hammered and you just passed out? Yeah. Okay. And I would like, so there were a couple times when I lived in Bushwick where I would get on the- A train or whatever, Mm -hmm. and I would wind up on Rockaway Beach and be (laughs) like, well, fuck, I'm already here. I don't have a phone. I don't have a wallet. I'm just going to go dip a toe in the water. This is the only like relief I have. And that just becomes such a common part of your existence where it's like, well, if I'm going to maintain this so did you stop
0: carrying cash and stuff on you? Yeah, of course.
1: Um, And I would make sure that I just didn't have money all the time. And so. Purposely these, spent all my money. So yeah, take it's it. crazy. And like, that's not a realistic way to live at all. Everybody's like, why don't you just stop doing that? It's like, well, I can't stop doing yeah, that. I'm not going to. So add- I'm just going to find every solution to that problem except the one that works. It's, and
0: it, we're so, not, I'm not only saying this because we are comedians, but we're so creative. Alcoholics in general are so creative. Yes. It's like, like you said, like, why don't you just not, like, I used to figure out ways to like sneak, Booze into work, so Every, I could drink while I yes. was working. And people are like, "Why don't you just not drink at work?" And I go, "What the fuck are you talking? Yeah, like that's it? not even like what?
1: Yeah, it's not an option. Like, why would I? Why would I not drink at work? Right." Right. then there's so many different things where it's just like you find excuses and you find ways to make yourself not seem like the bad guy. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's like you are. Oh, 100%. it's always you. Yeah. You know, and it's, always, it's you. always you. It has to be because that's the reason it doesn't get fixed. It's the only common denominator. Right. Right. And so it would be shit like getting robbed or like falling asleep at a bus stop or falling asleep on a gutter. Like I fell asleep on sidewalks, especially in Atlanta. Like, yeah. And and you know, the whole justification was like, well, I'm doing comedy, this is part of it. And it's like, it's not, it's not. It's really not. And you find the people that do get fucked up every day doing stand-up, and you're like, well, they're doing it. Yep. So that means that's how this goes. And it's just not true. Well,
0: and especially once we get older, because I want to go back to the skyline yeah. thing, but <clears throat> I say it all the time: Doomed youth is and I heard it in a movie, doomed youth is very romantic. Yes. The fucking what is it? Die young, leave a pretty corpse, all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. It's so romantic. But the la- the reason I got sober was because the last time I almost died, I was th- in my 30s. Yes. And doom middle age is just sad. It's tough, dude. It's so like, yeah. what are we doing, man? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not all like ripped and tatted and like, oh, whatever. I'm yeah. fucking 24. I don't care. It's like. I'm in my thirties. Like my twin my twin sister has a mortgage and yes. kids and a husband. And I'm like, no,
1: we're still living the dream, baby. And the dream just like every day becomes more and more like a it's nightmare. A nightmare. <laughs> yeah, dude. It, it's a disaster. And you just like, but you tell yourself, like, this is okay because this is all in pursuit of the goal of creativity. Or yeah. whatever. These are my Hemingway years, man. And it's like, yeah, but you've been doing this for twenty. <laughs> It's like, and, and don't forget, he shot himself. Like, <laughs> yeah, dog, it's, I, I would tell myself that legitimately, like, I would wake up out of a blackout. I would say it and mean it. Yeah, yeah. And I would have scribbled, these are your Hemingway years. And it's like, this is not a realistic way to live your life. And know. if you're lucky enough to survive and then quit, like, you got to be grateful for it. Absolutely. Because, uh, like, I, I really, the amount of second chances I've had is in insane,
0: it's well, and it's crazy to me. It's Just the small example I was talking about earlier, like me and my dad have a fantastic yes. relationship, mm-hmm. and there were points in time where I would get hammered and just let him have it. Oh, dude! And at the time, I felt justified.
1: Oh, and yeah. And now looking man. back
0: on it, I'm like, you dumb motherfucker! Right, right. You piece of shit. That's how I feel with my dad too. Yeah, Same and I shit. bring, and I, I, like I said earlier, I try to. I'm like, I am so. And he goes,
1: it's f- like, it's okay, drop it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It would be a lot easier if you forgot. If you let yeah, it go. Yeah, 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 I, I don't think about this anymore. <laughs> At I'm your, all. I'm your father. I <laughs> Like, yeah. But yeah, man, I'm like, but that's the, the thing is if you, if you want to drink as a career, you find ways to make that oh, yeah. work. And like, that's since I was a kid. And like, you can see the patterns now where it's like, oh yeah, of course you were gonna be an alcoholic. Yep. Like, like, so Scotland. Yeah, when this I was, is in high school. This is in high school. Michael and I, did he tell you that he got me in trouble? Good. Okay, so let me give you what actually (laughs) happens. Michael and I are at the Fringe Festival in Nashville. Yeah, so
0: to catch everyone up, if you didn't listen to Michael's podcast, you guys went to a performing
1: arts high school? Yes, we went to a public school in Atlanta, but it was a performing arts high school. Uh, They went the year before I got there with Mm. a show called You're in Town, and it blew everyone away. They got invited back two years later, and that's when I was there. Yeah. So... And the whole deal is the teachers are like, you can go drink there. Don't worry. Because about- you guys
0: were 17 at the time, right? S- yeah. 16, seventeen. 17. 7, it uh,
1: like. must have been 17. Six, 16. I was 16. Michael was probably 17. Okay. The drinking age is 18 there. So we're not legally allowed to drink, but the teachers are like, it's going to be okay. Yeah. You'll be all right. And so we're like, all right, fuck it. What didn't
0: they, if I'm remembering correctly, didn't the teacher say you guys can have
1: a couple of drinks, just don't get like. Hammered, uh, you know they would say that, and then okay. you know I would smoke pot with my drama teacher. Yeah, there be you like, go. Yeah. can just do what you want. Man. Yeah, I'm like be free, be cool, dude. These Have are a- your Hemingway. Years. Yeah, exactly, man. And so Michael and I immediately we touch down. First thing we do is like, well, there's a bar in our hostel in London. We flew into London. We get drunk there, and we're like, okay, we're gonna be all right. Yeah, and we just keep getting drunk, and we get to Scotland a couple days in me michael and another friend of ours are in my room drinking like the handle a handle of like the equivalent like mr boston's vodka like really cheap shitty shit and we're getting drunk and i remember being like michael you are wasted uh i'm gonna stay in here because i'm already in my room you just gotta go to your room dude don't go Go anywhere else we're gonna get in trouble he's like i got you so i get i'm in my room i could just see him saying that too no, I not even it. I got you. He's like getting indignant with me. Like, oh, is he? Yeah, he's because that's Michael. He gets drunk and he's like, fuck you. I know what to do. I can handle myself. I will. I'll,
0: I've never seen him drunk. Oh, I've only yeah, seen He
1: gets really like, you're trying to tell me what to do. And I, <laughs> it's that's like, fantastic. yeah, dog. And so he leaves. I've got the, we're all in these single I rooms. Can see him doing it too. Yeah, man. And I, I Just get. that little frame. What? Dude. What? And he was short at this point. He was short and fat. It was awesome. And. I'm shit can drunk. I get butt naked in my room. I'm like, I'm going to put on some tunes. I'm going to go to sleep. This is great. And like an hour and a half later, I just hear like a on my door and I'm drunk. I think I figure it's Michael or one of my friends. I'm like, who is it? And I just hear like, open the door. I open the door. It's my tech director. Oh, yeah. And he looks at me. He's like, put some fucking clothes on. (laughs) And then he comes into the room as I'm getting dressed. I'm putting on some flip flops where he's like, you don't need shoes where we're going. (laughs) And I was like, what are you, I I literally said to him, are you taking me swimming? And it's like, (laughs) dude, it's like 1 a.m., I'm hammer drunk, I'm in these like maroon gym shorts, I remember these shorts so well. A blue shirt, I'm like fucking like, all right. I know that I'm fucked, I don't know what happened yet, and I'm trying not to, like, in my head it's like, don't give them anything, just be cool and maybe you'll get out of this. And I remember they walked me to, like, the kitchen area of this uh, university that we're staying in. Mm -hmm. And I see Michael sitting on the ground. He's also in gym shorts. And I'm like, oh, no. And he's looking up at me like, I am so sorry, dude. Oh, no. And immediately I know what's happened. And I'm like, all right, you might still be able to get out of this. and Because I was like, because if you go home, you're not going to be able to drink. The drinking age is 21. You need to stay here and party, dude. Drink as much as possible. So I get in. It's all of the teachers and chaperones. And they're like, "Uh, so... What'd you do tonight? And I was like, Well, you know, I went to see a few shows. I went back to the uh hotel, whatever. I just kinda had an easy night. They yeah. were like, Huh. I was like, What's up? They were like, Well, you know, we just uh we heard that you know, some people were drinking, so we're looking to see what happened. And I was like, Well, yeah, no, not me. <laughs> and and they're like, Well, you know, you look pretty drunk. And I was like, Uh huh. Well, I don't know. I'm just tired. I guess I just got woken up and they're like, Michael Rowland said he was with you. I was like, and what did, what, what did he say he was doing? And he, <laughs> what did Michael Roland have to say yeah, about that? They're like, well, Michael's pretty drunk. And I was like, uh-huh. And they're like, were you drinking with him? And I knew it. this was. Uh-huh. They're like, you look pretty drunk. And I just, I'll never forget this looking. His name is Kimmel. I was like, Mr. Kimmel, I'm fucking wasted. <laughs> <laughs> and at this point, they're like, Jesus Christ. And so they shepherd us in. It's Michael and I and these other two guys that are there. Michael and this other guy had a big falling out earlier. I don't want to mm-hmm. tell Michael's story yeah. at this part, but it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen watching them try and reconcile while being hammered, hammered drunk. drunk. Yeah, man. And so at the end of you're the day, you're a good guy. No, you're a good guy. You want to be my friend? I kiss, uh, kiss me if you want to be my friend. And kiss me on the mouth. That was exactly what happened. So, <laughs> so at this point. They send us all home, like dude. It was huge. Like the Atlanta Journal-Constitution wrote about I it. Did hear Jay about Leno that. talked about it in a monologue at one point. Like the news is covering it, and it and we're all in this like. They fucking, sent everyone home, right? Uh, no, twenty six or something. Like, more than half of the cast got sent home. Okay, but the rest of them got to stay. Okay, and they didn't get to do the show anymore. That's, but that's were, what it was. Yeah. They
0: were no longer doing and the show. and they
1: were pissed, and rightfully so. Yeah. But I remember being like, so they put us on lockdown for like two or three days while they're trying to figure out what to do with us. And I just remember they taped the doors and shit. Mm-hmm. And I remember being like, well, they're not going to send me home twice. So I kept sneaking out and just partying. Oh, yeah. Cause what are they going to do? Yeah. And like, I, dude, I'm like chain smoking cigarettes in front of teachers, like being really fucking defiant. Like, what are you going to do? Or you right, they're already sending me home, so fuck yeah, exactly. it. Exactly. And I'm just looking at everybody else in lockdown, like staring out their windows. Like, what am I going to do? And yeah. I'm like, well, dude, we're going to enjoy this while we have it. But at that point, you're like persona non grata. No one wants to hang out no with you. No one. You're troubled. They're going to get in trouble if they're with you. So. God. So it's like, yeah, I had like three days by myself in Edinburgh at seven, sixteen 16 years old, just partying, hanging out with locals, being like, yeah, I'm getting sent home, dude. I'm have up. you been back since? No, I'm dying oh, to. Michael has it. promised me since we were 16 that he was going to take me back. And uh, he has not delivered. Michael, if you're listening, you have not delivered on this. <laughs> and I have not forgotten. Dude, but you got to get
0: back to the franchise I
1: know, dude, I'm dying to go back. I don't want to perform there ever again, yeah, but, but uh, just I would to love go, to go. Yeah, man. And like. Do it right. Absolutely. Um, yeah, man. It's like that's the kind of shit, though, in your head. It's always like, well, I can weasel my way out. And nine times out of ten, you probably can. The problem is we do get out of those situations yes. from time to time. And it just enforces that behavior.
0: No, we got to go soon. But this yes. is something I wanted to run by you. Uh, this is something I've noticed. And I've talked about this, especially now in the breakup and everything, where in my life, I don't know if it's the comic in me or the just the child of divorce or, like, the alcoholic in me. But I tend to be better in situations where, like you in Edinburgh, where everything's falling, like when everything's yes. falling apart.
1: I'm comfortable. I'm so comfortable yes. in chaos. Yes. And people go, oh,
0: that's because you're a good leader. And I, I don't know if that's what I just am comfortable I here. I mean, maybe
1: that's true. But yeah. realistically, it's like
0: I said, this. that's too. why I love working in restaurants. Yes. When everything's it's falling always, apart, yes. I'm like,
1: oh, I'm on it, baby. Exactly, let's Exactly, dude. Like, and
0: fucking move. I'll take over Expo. Let's get yeah, this. Food out. Man, like, hands, hands, yeah, hands, baby. But, go.
1: I said that to a friend of mine who's in recovery. I was like, dude, you know what? It's not that I miss drinking. I miss the chaos. Yeah. And it's hard to explain that to somebody that doesn't have that. It's in so, them, yeah. That it's like, no, 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 no. Yes, my life was falling apart, but it was undeniably the most fun I have ever had. Well,
0: and the other thing, too, not only was it the most fun, but I was the most productive. Yes. I could literally be sober for six months, get everything back, and shatter it with a hammer. Yes.
1: And get it back and... In- Three to six months. Totally. Just well, be back. Because you just you make so many concessions to live your life when you're that drunk. Yeah. It's like, dude, waking up at six in the morning to go to the Apple store and just understanding like the, the reality is I'm going to wake up drunk every day. Mm-hmm. And that's just what that's it just is. That's just what it is. That's what it is. And that's not going to change. And
0: it blows my mind now because I talk to people and they go, wait, how many podcasts do you have? And I go, three. And they go, well, when's your one man show? And I go, January 30th. Yeah. And they go, well, how are you doing that? And I go, I'm doing it. Yes. I'm funding it. I'm doing all the rehearsals. I've paid for the videography crew, the the theater I rented out. Like, I do all that. And they're like, how? Like, and you're still doing mics? And I go, yeah. And they go, well, how do you make money? And I go, oh, I also have a full-time job. Right, right. And they're like, what the fuck? And I go, no, 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 no. This
1: is the only way this can happen. This is the
0: only way this works. Because there was a time where I would be just as busy but it was trying to get drunk being drunk right, trying to right. fucking drive you know home I used to have to do shots in the morning to steady my hands yep, to drive yep. to work yeah, so it's like
1: this is easy easy i it's this is so cake. it is so hard to explain that to somebody like the planning that i went through to make sure that i was going to be drunk all day mm-hmm. is so much harder than like oh yeah i can just build the calendar yeah. yeah yeah it's like this is fine dude Dude, thank you so much for coming. Dude, thank you so much have for to have having you me, back. Brad. This we was so much fun. All the I know we didn't do any of the stories I sent you. I'm
0: sorry. I know, but we did Scotland and then two treatment centers. We got to sure, talk about Sure, sure. I forgot
1: about that when you initially asked. Love it. Perfect.
0: Uh, plug everything one more time. Yes. Let everybody know.
1: Um, so, first and foremost, listen to In the Minivan. Uh, every Tuesday, we drop episodes at uh, MaxFine on Twitter and Instagram. And then January 12th and 13th at Wisecrackers Comedy Club in Bar.
0: Perfect. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening at Brennan T Comedy on all social media. BrennanTComedy.com. Get your tickets for the one-man show. Also titled Your Ex Drinking Buddy. Uh, Comics look at life, near death, recovery, and redemption. Coming to a theater near you. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for listening. Oh, subscribe on Patreon. And get your merch. Beautiful. Hell yeah, dude. You're out.